Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean Pierre de Caussade, S.J., Book 1, Chapter 2, Section 4 The Revelations of God. God reveals Himself to us in as mysterious a manner in the most ordinary circumstances, and as truly and adorably as in the great events of history or of sacred scripture. The written word of God is full of mystery, and no less so his word fulfilled in the events of the world. These are two sealed books, and of both it can be said the letter killeth. God is the center of faith. All that emanates from his, this center is hidden in the deepest mystery. This word and these events are, so to say, but feeble rays from a sun obscured by clouds. It is vain to expect to see with our mortal eyes the rays of this sun. Even the eyes of our soul are blind to God and his works. Darkness takes the place of light ignorance of knowledge, and one neither sees nor understands. The sacred scripture is the mysterious utterance of a God yet more mysterious, and the events of the world are the obscure language of this same hidden and unknown God. They are mere drops from an ocean of midnight darkness and partake of the nature of their source. The fall of the angels and of Adam the impiety and idolatry of men before and after the deluge up to the time of the patriarchs who knew and related to their children the history of the creation, and of the still recent preservation from the universal deluge. These are, indeed, very obscure words of Holy Scripture. That, at the coming of the Messiah, only a handful of men should be preserved from idolatry in the general ruin and overthrow of faith throughout the world, that impiety should prove always dominant, always powerful, and the small numbers of the upholders of truth should be ever persecuted and maltreated, seems incredible. Consider the treatment of Jesus Christ. Think of the plagues of the apocalypse. Yet these are words of God. They are what he has revealed. He has dictated them. And the effect of these terrible mysteries, which will continue to the end of time, is still the living word, teaching us his wisdom, power, and goodness. All the events which form the world's history show forth these divine attributes. All teach the same and adorable word. We cannot doubt it, although we do not see. What is meant by the existence of Turks, heretics, and all the other enemies of the church? Surely they all proclaim loudly the divine perfections. Pharaoh and the impious men who followed his example are allowed to exist only for that purpose. But assuredly, Unless beheld with the eye of faith, 
it would all have the exactly contrary appearance. To behold divine mysteries, it is necessary to shut the eyes to what is external and to cease to reason. You speak, Lord, to the generality of men by great public events. Every resolution is as a wave from the sea of your providence, raising storms and tempests in the minds of those who question your mysterious action. You speak also to each individual soul by the circumstances occurring at every moment of life. Instead, however, of hearing your voice in these events and receiving with all what is obscure and mysterious in these your words, men see in them only the outward aspect or chance or the caprice of others and censure everything. They would like to add or diminish or reform, or to allow themselves absolute liberty to commit any excess, the least of which would be a criminal and unheard-of outrage. They respect the Holy Scriptures, however, and will not permit the addition of even a single comma. It is the word of God, say they, and it is altogether holy and true. If we cannot understand it, it is all the more wonderful and we must give glory to God and render justice to the depths of his wisdom. All this is perfectly true. But when you read God's word from moment to moment, not written with ink on paper, but on your soul with suffering, and the daily actions that you have to perform, does it not merit some attention on your part? How is it that you cannot see the will of God in all this? Instead, you find fault with everything that happens. Nothing pleases you. Do you not see that you are gauging everything by the senses and by reason? Not by faith, the only true standard. And when you read the word of God in the sacred scriptures with the eye of faith, you do wrong to make use only of your reason in reading the word in his marvelous operations. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What's the conclusion that Father Kosad wants us to take away from this chapter? The conclusion is that we need to pay attention to the events of our day. We need to pay attention to what we're suffering and to the daily actions that we have to perform. Once again, this is the main distinction he's been hitting upon. Active fidelity and passive fidelity. 
Sanctity, perfection consists in doing what we have to do for the love of God and enduring, accepting what he allows to happen to us. Okay, and in those events, the events of the things we have to do and the things that are happening to us, the sufferings that come upon us, we have to pay attention to them. Why? Because God is speaking to us in them. Now, what's his argument to persuade us of this? Well, it's a little bit of a complicated one, but it starts from the sacred scriptures. And he's saying to us, if you accept the sacred scriptures as the means by which the revelation of God in Jesus Christ has been transmitted to us. If you accept that these are the infallible words of God written for our salvation, then you also have to admit that there are very difficult things in the scriptures, incredibly difficult things to understand. What is the great flood all about? What is the persecution of God's people all about? What is Pharaoh and all the people of Egypt and their persecuting of the people of God and their enslavement and the flood and the crossing of the Red Sea? And why does God seem to command things that seem wrong sometimes? And people will say, well, I don't fully understand all those things. But I know somehow they're telling me about God and his power and his wisdom and his goodness. And Father Deco started saying, exactly, I agree with you. I'm not denying that those things are written by God, and I'm not denying that they have importance. I'm what I am saying, Father Kosad saying to us, is that we need to apply to the events of our life the same process of reasoning, the same approach that we have to the scriptures we need to approach our daily life with. That is, just as you don't complain about the scriptures and tear it all apart and are always unpleased with the scriptures, so you should not be displeased with your life. Just as you try to search the scriptures to find the hidden meaning, the hidden truth about God in these events, so you should search in your duties and in the things you are suffering what God is saying to you. Why? Because the same Lord who wrote the scriptures through human instruments also is directing every single event. Why? Because he created the world. Before God ever spoke to Adam, before God ever spoke to Abraham, in some kind of human intelligent way he had already created the world the world was happening things were happening that were speaking of god the whole world speaks of the glory of god and his hidden wisdom is made known in creation and this way of speaking which begins with creation 
and begins to unfold in human history and the history of the world, that continues. God continues to speak in that way. But we as Christians have the key, and the key to understanding it all is Jesus Christ. And if we're going through things, if we are undergoing certain sufferings, if we're being asked to do difficult things, how are we to understand that? Well, sometimes it will be very difficult, but we know that the key is the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That we are somehow being united to Christ in his death and his resurrection. And that through these events, God will raise us up. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.